And welcome back to another K-Dog and Fish podcast. K-Dog, how's it going? Oh, it's great. Uh, this is a exciting podcast because we're talking about a subject matter that we both uh, are very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Because when this uh, movie came out, we were both like, is this going to work? And then yeah. it kicked everything off. Of course, we're referring to Iron Man. Absolutely. Mo- more specifically, Robert Downey Jr., playing Iron Man. We're not going to get into Avengers. We're not going to really talk about Robert Downey Jr. so much outside of Iron Man. This is really about uh, our, my favorite MCU character. Mm -hmm. And out of all the spans of all the films in the MCU, I would still say that Iron Man is my favorite. I agree. Still my favorite. Still. uh, Everything about the first Iron Man I loved. And it was just ironically so funny that you and I were living in the apartment in Bracebridge and Neil is the one telling us in Winnipeg, you got to go see, see Iron it, Man. Yeah. And we're like, we had no desire to really see it. We're like, yeah, I guess we should probably go see it. And I remember we went to see it in Aurelia mm-hmm. and there was Blue nobody else in the theater. Yeah. And it was us, maybe one other person. And we were like, holy shit, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Like he nailed it. Yeah. So the reason this yeah. kind of came up was because Robert Downey Jr. just celebrated his birthday couple days ago uh it's specifically on april 4th so when, mm-hmm. whenever you're listening to this i say a couple days ago you don't even know what that is yeah uh because people are going to listen to this at different times exactly uh april 4th he turned 56 years old crazy um it's timeless though he looks good but if we yeah if we go back to mm-hmm. when that movie came out which was mm-hmm. 2008 Mm-hmm. 2008 the first iron man so that would have put him that's 13 years ago so he would have been 43 he's still got his boyish weird science good looks <laughs> he does yeah. he does yeah uh and it's comical to think that that was now 13 years ago because he, it doesn't really look when you when you go through the mcu mm-hmm. uh, up to uh end game it, it doesn't look like he ages no like he's, he's, he's obviously on a juice cleanse <laughs> An all juice diet. All juice diet. <laughs> to reference Sawyer yeah. and Axe Murder. Keeps him looking good, tight, toit, um, toit like a tiger. I think it it behooves us, I'm using a $10 word there. That's a big word. Uh, to just briefly, like, it, it. this, again, isn't about Robert Downey Jr. outside of Iron Man, but mm-hmm. his career was, like, in the toilet. Um, yeah, he was in a bit of trouble after a yeah. massive start. Like when we saw him in the eighties, like mm-hmm. Johnny Be Good, mm-hmm. uh, Weird Science. What I, I'm trying to think of a couple others, like early eighties. Yeah, um, for some reason now I'm I'm drawing a blank, blank on, that, on it, which is the worst time to draw a blank. But you, you he look, wasn't part of the Brat Pack. He wasn't part of that. No, but he was Brat Pack adjacent. Yeah, uh, but some of these early eighties stuff, and then he became a massive star in the early 90s because of his dramatic work and oscar nominations with chaplin Mm -hmm. uh that sort of made him a massive star but it was the cool stuff in the cool movies in the 80s that kind of started the career off so outside of johnny be good in uh weird science what do you have there as your well there was there was there was a lot way back in that day right i mean less than zero the pickup artist right Back to school. He played the friend oh, in Back, back to, to School. school. Yeah, Again, yeah. smaller roles, not launching him to that point. They did Air America with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Again, not a great movie, but still pretty good. You know, they got into Chaplin and, oh, he was in Natural Born Killers. He was. But it was you know, really. The, yeah, he, was in, um, he was in a lot of stuff, but nothing 
to be honest, nothing that crazy in the nineties. The nineties was pretty much But Chaplin is what Chaplin ninety two was huge. made him like, yeah, a massive, massive, massive star. Yeah, and, and soap dish. Remember soap dish? Remember that was Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um so with that fame became big troubles because he got mm. in a, a ton of trouble in 1996. Uh, he actually got arrested because he had what would be described as a lot mm-hmm. of <laughs> yes. drugs. Too much. Too, too much. Too much. Uh, in his car. Much. Yeah. Uh, and he actually um, had to go to jail mm-hmm. in 1999 yeah, for, crazy. for violating his parole for that arrest. He yeah. actually, the arrest, they just, they just gave him um, a parole, yeah, and he violated that. So he actually did have to go to jail. Yeah, didn't he go to jail for like three years? I think didn't he? I don't know. If, I didn't look that up huh, to see right. the jail time because again, I don't want to focus. Yeah, on we don't want to celebrate on that. the negative. Yeah, yeah. But it's the only reason to even bring this up because it's interesting because as we go through what happened to him with those arrests mm-hmm. and then trying to make a comeback in the two thousands, by the time. He was announced to star in a tent pole, first ever in the what was then uh, Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. They had been licensing out their their characters for years, and finally were going to go out on their own as Marvel Entertainment and do Marvel Studio films. And this is before they got bought by Disney, right? So this was a huge gamble on mm-hmm. Marvel's end. Yeah to make this jump and you get John Favreau is the director mm-hmm. and then it was his insistence mm-hmm. that Robert Downey Jr. be cast. So when we heard that, knowing his troubles, right. it's the only reason we brought up the arrests and stuff because it makes the casting of Iron Man, which mm-hmm. is the focus of this podcast, uh, all the more curious. It makes, like, the ba- it makes the backstory of Iron Man so much more interesting. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, with that being said, we we know that he wasn't the first choice. Yeah, there's a lot of people interested in being, yeah. I guess, Iron Man, Tony Stark, you could say, right? Yeah, so where, so, yeah. where what were some of the some And a lot of, of that's, a lot of that's rumors too, right? Like, yeah. You know, the rumors were Clive Owen was being sought after, right? Yeah. Uh, who else was there? Um, man, who else was there? there was Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, Clive Owen were like I think John Favreau wanted those guys, which or, is funny. Thought about those guys. Sa- yeah. Sam Rockwell uh, ended up being in Iron Man Two. Yeah, he was awesome in yeah. Iron Man Two. I couldn't imagine him actually being Tony Stark, but if you watch, I've seen a clip uh, somewhere talking about the Tony Stark uh, character in that. Uh, originally, um, I think Marvel Studios wanted Nicolas Cage. To be a part of it, then Tom Cruise wanted to be a part of it, and he wanted to write and produce it all. And, so I yeah. think from what I read, because we were researching for the podcast, mm-hmm. Tom, out of all these people, and there's a couple other names I found, Timothy Oliphant, yeah, and Hugh Jackman as well was also considered or mm-hmm. read for it, yeah. Uh, but the closest to actually accepting the role mm-hmm. and then leaving based on creative differences was Tom Cruise. Oh, really? Tom Cruise yeah. was the like literally signed on and then left the project hmm. so we almost that's from what i read the closest person other than robert downey jr hmm. uh was tom cruise so that would have been interesting that would have been hmm. i just don't can you imagine now like all the films like every single one because to me like when we were again hearing about yeah. the production we were like why would they cast robert downey jr 
Also, yeah. he was 43 at the time and right. not young, mm-hmm. which again, after seeing the film, you're like, we understand why Tony is, is supposed to be yeah. that age. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't, the casting choice was so weird, but mm-hmm. after watching it, I don't think it could have been played like he, he just embodies Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, he when I think of Tony Tom Cruise, Stark. and I, I like Tom Cruise, and I, I like him as you know Ethan Hunt. You know, yeah. I, like, I like Mission Impossible. I like all that kind of stuff, but I don't think he could. He couldn't pull off the Playboy sarcastic billionaire. Like no, he just not couldn't the pull way. Off. Not the Robert way Downey Robbie Jr. Does, does it. Yeah. He just wouldn't have. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked the way it works. And yeah, yeah no, I mean, at the end of the day, couldn't even imagine a different. Like Hugh Jackman too. I was like, he was already Wolverine at that yeah, point. Yeah, that you doesn't know? work. Yeah. Why would you even offer him that role? You know, yeah. that wouldn't make any sense. Um, and I, I, I couldn't see him in it either. So I mean, really, yeah, it's Robert Downey Jr. was the ultimate pick, but who knew? You know, yeah. and Favreau was the one who pushed for it, right? So Favreau's obviously a genius. He and this is again, John Favreau wasn't directing big budget action films at yeah. all. He did Elf. Which we talked about in our last our Will Ferrell podcast. Yeah, had he done Jungle Book yet or not yet? No. So he this no. was even before yeah. Jungle Book. Yeah. I'd have to look up his directorial uh auto like his IMDB biography, but mm-hmm. I I don't know like I know he did Made mm-hmm. and of course Elf was a huge hit, but he hadn't done a massive project of like this like action and comic book action. Mm-hmm. Um film before so even john favreau as a director was it was a gamble and oh yeah and this sort of i guess is the early glimpse that john favreau is a genius like yeah. straight up like now looking at what he's done with star wars and mm-hmm. the mandalorian mm-hmm. uh it just it shows early glimpses of his genius going i can do this movie and robert denny jr is the perfect person to play mm-hmm. iron man considering his past and really he was maybe on a smidge of a comeback right mm-hmm. before Iron Man with uh Kiss Kiss Bang Bang right uh in 2005 a scanner darkly mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that one Yeah I do yeah uh, I was really cool it was like a uh computer yeah animated but not animated you know Yeah it was There's a yeah. certain computer uh um there's special a t- effect there's a term for it Yeah yeah uh, and then Zodiac. Yeah, I love Zodiac. Zodiac's really good. Uh, long, it's long. It's long, but it's really good. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I think yeah. you you have to, you know, tip your hat to to Favreau, who's who's turning himself into a, a visionary, basically. Yeah. You know, he's able to see characters and people that other people are like, I don't see it. Absolutely. I don't see it. You see it, but. You know, the fact that Marvel rolled the dice and believed in Favreau was pretty phenomenal. That was a massive gamble. Yeah, because that could have been a flop. And this was a big budget movie. And it was, again, their first Mm -hmm. movie as as Marvel Studios. Right. So a huge amount of pressure. Mm -hmm. And um, I do want to, in researching this, I did find a couple of quotes that I wanted to read uh, about why Jon Favreau chose Robert Downey Jr. Sure. So um, he said because of his troubled past, he thought he was perfect for the part. Mm -hmm. And he said, and this is a direct quote, the best and worst moments of Robert's life have been in the public eye. He had to find an inner balance to overcome obstacles that went far beyond his career. That's Tony Stark. Robert brings a depth uh, that goes beyond comic book characters, having trouble in high school, 
or can't get the girl, which are typical, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, comic book uh, right. troubles. He he's deeper than that. Yeah, and Favreau also felt Downey could make Stark, and this is my favorite quote: a mm-hmm. likable asshole. Yeah, which, uh, he, which he nails. And I'm not yeah. even going to beep that. I think yeah. that we can yeah. say that word on yeah. this podcast. Do it. Yeah. Um, but also depict him in an authentic emotional journey once he uh, won over the audience. Yeah. I, I think that hearing that, and I'd never heard those quotes before mm-hmm. uh, researching for this. So I, to me, that solidifies everything that we felt mm-hmm. after watching that for the first time all the way up to now reading this quote for the first time about what happened in Endgame mm-hmm. and going, you know what? I was along with that emotional journey. I think that's what affected me most about Endgame and why I loved it so much was Iron Man, a.k.a. Tony Stark, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Was emotional. I was emotionally invested. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, he really did. He looked much deeper into that role and he found the right person to do it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. How so. much, uh, I actually didn't, I know, like, because it was the beginning of the MCU, I think mm. it did cross the $300 million mark in the box office. I think it did domestically. Domestic. Yeah, it, it made massive it didn't, cash. Um, it didn't get up there, like, to where the MCU basically banked on a billion dollars every time mm-hmm. it hit theaters by the time the Avengers started. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was a huge mm-hmm. uh, pay- gamble and win in the box office. Yeah, I'm not sure what the the worldwide was, obviously, but you also got to factor in, you know, inflation. This was, what, 2008? 2008. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was definitely... Yeah, I mean, it paved the way, right? That was why you saw what happened in Iron Man 2 and, yeah. you know, it went from Robert Downey Jr. who barely got paid for this role. You yeah, know, how got, much did he get paid for the first I thought first it was like 500 grand, wasn't it? I thought I read that. Yeah, yeah. he got 500,000 uh, yeah. for the first one, but he also uh, convinced them to give him a percentage of the profits for mm-hmm. only taking 500. Mm-hmm. And again, they're, they are gambling on him uh, under uh, John Favreau's advisement or recommendation. Right. So yeah, if you, if you're Robert Downey Jr., you're like uh, this, if you see that potential. Right. And you know, kind of like, you know, the beginnings of Marvel's plans here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me 500, uh, which yeah. is super cheap to star in a big bu- budget movie. Yeah. But you know, it was, uh, it paid off for everybody. Well, it- uh, Downey's basically banking on himself, right? Yeah. Like, or betting on himself, whatever you want to call it, either way. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to nail this role. And honestly, if I was in his shoes, if I'm going to get 2.5 at the end of the day or whatever his percentage is, it was at the about, end, it was about 2 million yeah. after the payout. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm getting back end on that, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to bust my ass even harder to, yeah. to make this role. Like, I'm going to kill this. You know, you can yeah. give me $3 million up front. I'll take my 3 million bucks. No big deal. But I'm getting back end. I want this thing to be a blockbuster. Yeah, you want to kill yeah, it. I want to get paid. And he did. Yeah. Like that. I yeah. I just I love that movie. He mm-hmm. was it was not your typical superhero movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've talked at length in other podcasts how well the MCU writes a superhero film better than DC mm-hmm. uh or anybody else. Like I it, they're just so good at it. Yeah. Uh, the action, everything involved with Iron Man was just mm-hmm. a, a, his humor. Yeah. Is, yeah. Like he said, a likable asshole. 
as yeah. Tony Stark, and he I couldn't imagine anybody else playing Tony Stark. Yeah, I just like the story of the first Iron Man. I like that it wasn't you know out of the top over like just special effects, boom, blow up and and everything like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, there's a story. You know, the whole sequence in the cave. In the cave, yeah. That cave story had to play out, right? It wasn't a five-minute scene, right? Yeah. It took time to play that out, right? Yeah, I mean, and then once he got back, and then the struggles he had with Abade- Abadeus or whatever his name is, Jeff oh, Bridges. Jebediah. Jebediah. Yeah. Abadeus, Abadeus, Jebediah, I don't know. <laughs> whatever his name is, Amadeus, you know? Uh, yeah. And Jeff then, Bridges. Yeah, the, the two of them. <laughs> And then there's that storyline there where you can see he's struggling with 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 who his father was and who now who they want him to oh, be. Oh, sorry, it was Obadiah. Obadiah, whatever. I actually, Obadiah, Amadeus, yeah, Ubi Dooby, Scooby Dooby, Scooby Dooby, whatever. Scooby Dooby, jo- Jeff Bridges, there Jeff Bridges. Go. So, yeah. which by the way was an awesome casting choice too, because Jeff Bridges nailed it. Oh, he's good. You know, yeah. so even with his bald head, which was weird to see, but he nailed it. Yeah. So, oh, he has amazing hair. If yeah, I had hair yeah. like Jeff Bridges, I wouldn't shave my. I know head. that's crazy. Like crazy heart and stuff. <laughs> he had great looking hair there. You <laughs> he has know, great hair. Lebowski. You know, but yeah, no, it's it's. Again, the, everybody incorporated like into the first Iron Man was perfect. Even Terrence Howard, who obviously left for other reasons. Well, we should talk um, about the Terrence Howard controversy because it's right. part of the Iron Man films. What yeah. What did you read about that? Well, I read there's so many different stories about it. The first story I read was that he was promised X amount of a payday over a three-picture deal. Yeah. And then once the movie blew up, they had to give you know, basically Robert, Robert Downer Jr. Yeah. more cash and they basically reneged and went back on his contract and gave him less. Mm. The, now, sorry, yeah. Terrence Howard, yeah. but you're not yeah, you're Robert not, Downey Jr. You're not Tony Stark, man, yeah. you know? So regardless, I mean, that's one story. That's his story. And then I read another story that Favreau wasn't happy with his performance, that there was a lot of reshoots. So mm-hmm. Favreau didn't want him to come back and... Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, again, it's it's basically you're just gonna you're gonna you could read a million different reasons, right? Now, actually, what's true, what's not true? You know? Actually, watching the films, though, I mean, Terrence Howard, we should say, is an incredible actor. Hustle and flow, like he's an, yeah. he's a really good actor. Oh yeah, but he when I watch the first one, he mm. just doesn't scream military guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I always felt with the first one. Now, not that Don Cheadle does play military better, mm-hmm. but Don Cheadle is more likable. Yeah, I, I, for is some, that, I don't really have a reason why, but for some reason, I like Don Cheadle better in the role. I agree. But I have no, idea. I can't back that up. I think he anything. has more personality. Whereas, yeah. talent wise, Terrence Howard is a better dramatic actor mm-hmm. than Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this film is about, right? So I think that's where it is. But. Yeah, I just I I don't have a reason, but I like Don Cheadle better. So I, I did know. read that they did reconcile, like Terrence Howard and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, whatever happened there, whether it was Terrence Howard not getting the money he wanted, mm-hmm. or whether it was his performance. Either mm-hmm. way, I think the MCU is better off with Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Oh. But. There'll always be some backstory. There'll always be this chatter or whatever. That you, no one will really know the, the full truth, right? Or maybe yeah. one person will. But again, it's one. Everyone's going to view it differently. So at the end of the day, it, was, it went the way it went, and 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 Howard went on to Empire, right? Oh, and, he, it's and, not like it ruined his yeah, career. Like yeah, he did. He's doing great things. So it's you know really at the end of the day, you know, you know, didn't but hurt that you. role is perfect for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's. 
totally Terrence Howard. Exactly. So, you know, really, there you go. So if you didn't turn that down, you might not be doing what you're doing now. So just, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? So, yeah. Uh, I felt the Gwyneth Paltrow casting Mm -hmm. as Pepper Potts, that needed to grow on me, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I just never, I didn't picture her in that role Mm -hmm. in the first movie, but by like... Further along in the MCU, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I like Gwyneth Paltrow. She was. It was supposed to be um, Rachel McAdams. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't, she I was didn't offered it. That. Rachel McAdams was offered it. Now, would mm-hmm. you think she's a little young, like that age difference? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, know. you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah. at least uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey Jr. are pretty close to the close same in age. age. Yeah, probably, whereas yeah. Rachel McAdams as the role, not that Tony Stark in the first movie is obviously. Uh, and it, like part of Tony Stark's charm before mm-hmm. settling uh, down his life a little bit with Pepper Potts, he was right. a womanizer. That's part of being the Tony Stark character, just like his father. Yeah, what age would he have been in the first like MC? Like we know what his real age was, but what age would he have been portraying in Iron Man? I, I think, think around the same, like, like in the, I think early forties or late thirties or early forties. Early forties, yeah. yeah, maybe mm-hmm. a little younger than he actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh. But probably around that age. So I think that the long-term goal of having Pepper Potts be a romantic thing, I think Rachel McAdams, it would have looked a little weird later, mm-hmm. like especially like Endgame. Mm-hmm. It's just, nah. I, so I, I'm glad they went with Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Were there uh, any other casting surprises? Well, uh, I mean, we all loved Favreau in it. Oh, Happy Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> Doing right? a cameo, yeah. Was, like yeah. I mean, that was the one of the best parts. I mean, I thought yeah. he, I I loved him in it. Like yeah. even though he had maybe seven or eight lines, right? Yeah. In the first one, I thought he was great. Um, and yeah, who else is there? Anyone else that really jumps out in there? I don't really know. I'm trying Not, to think. Of the top of my only head. thing I can think of off the top of my head was Leslie Bibb, mm-hmm. uh, which funny enough ties back into Sam Rockwell. We actually talked about that on one of our live shows. It was a trivia piece where she played that oh, the right. reporter. Yeah. And he ends up sleeping with her. Yeah. And um so Leslie Bibb had a very small I think she even reprises the role in one of the sequels. I think so, yeah. Uh but yeah, Tony had uh bedded her. Mm-hmm. He wooed her. Mm-hmm. And then uh but in real life, Leslie Bibb is uh married or engaged or date I don't know with Sam Rockwell. Something with Rockwell. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was considered for the role first. Mm-hmm. Uh they actually weren't in that movie together, but then Sam Rockwell and Leslie Bibb uh in separate Iron Man films were in in the MCU together. So yeah. it's cool. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else in my mind that really jumps out at me. Yeah. Not I think really. the the guy that uh uh works with or, or Tony, he, Tony, he he helps Tony in the cave. On oh, the cave, yeah. And yeah. then he comes back in Iron Man three. Right, does a cameo yeah. at the very beginning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to? Uh, should we move on to uh, Iron Man two? Sure. I enjoyed uh, Iron Man two. So I mean, not as much as Iron Man one, obviously, but I, I did enjoy Iron Man. We 2. actually had a big debate once on another live show mm-hmm. because Iron Man will never be beat. Iron Man is our favorite, right? But which is better, Iron Man two, Iron Man three? We actually mm-hmm. put a poll out on Instagram, and yeah. then we did a big debate during a live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I like Iron Man two better. Yeah, so do I. But the majority of the people 
that we were on the show with were like, you're all a bunch of freaking morons. Number three is better. And I'm like, I like number two better, but nobody else agreed with us. I actually, I did like number two. I loved Rourke in it, you know, so, and Rockwell. Yeah, then Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, to come back for the sequel after the massive success of the first one Mm -hmm. and only getting 500,000 plus a little back in, Mm -hmm. uh, signed a deal to get 10 million a picture, including the sequel, uh, going forward plus more of a back end. So he did get 10 million for Iron Man 2, which was two years later in 2010. That's a good Uh, deal. But 2.5% of movie profits in perpetuity that's nice so yeah <laughs> it yeah. worked out to be like the avengers yeah 10 million 10 million dollars plus uh it was like an extra 39 million yeah in wow. there you um, go you got a good agent in uh profits yeah uh 32 million uh for age of ultron 35 million like all that plus is 10 base salary right. like that is set Robert Downey Jr. up for life. Like yeah. considering again where his career was at prior to Iron Man, then them taking the leap of faith about casting him. Right. He really did turn his entire life around. Yeah. And yeah. career. Like, yeah. Uh, he totally did. Absolutely. And, better, and yeah. now he's just, you know, he's now one of the top actors in Hollywood. Yeah. Like top 10 for sure. I did read, you know? I and mean, we're getting off topic, but they are going to do another Sherlock Holmes movie. Mm-hmm. I did read that. It's yeah, Sherlock Holmes were great. Even Dr. Doolittle was pretty good. Yeah. You know, it didn't make any money, but I thought Dr. Doolittle yeah, was good. I took my kids to see it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good, you know? So, in so. Iron Man 2, uh, they definitely stepped it up budget-wise. They got, oh, yeah. they, they got yeah. more money uh, to produce it. Now, mm-hmm. the MCU is really cooking. That opening scene in Monte Carlo was awesome. Oh, That yeah. was an amazing scene. And then uh, Mickey Rourke, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. was uh, uh, brought on as Ivan, right? Yeah, Whip, Whiplash. Whiplash. Whiplash, yeah. And it was all, as speaking of comebacks, mm-hmm. all because of The Wrestler. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. In 2008, he got the Oscar nomination. Did, I can't remember if he won. He didn't win. He got he nominated. Win. He got nominated, but he didn't win. Yeah. And that like restarted his career, and he mm-hmm. had trouble with... Uh, everything, everything, drugs, and being arrested as well. They actually, <laughs> one of the fun- <laughs> what's your what's your what's your addiction? Everything, everything, A through Z. <laughs> what Mickey Rourke? I got it all. Uh, I like it all. Yeah. Uh, fun. Th- I did not know this fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, that at the beginning of Iron Man Two, there's a photo of a young Ivan getting. Uh, arrested mm-hmm. a young um sorry uh Mickey Rourke yeah uh when uh Tony was uh looking in his research uh about the guy okay and that's an actual photo of Mickey Rourke being arrested <laughs> <laughs> there you go they probably had lots to choose from <laughs> he was arrested on a drug charge uh when he was younger and yeah. they used the press clipping yeah the actual photo nice <laughs> that wasn't nice. that was a deep fake I yeah. shouldn't make fun of that uh, Mickey um, Rourke no, Harley but, Davidson, the Marlboro Man. He's a king. He's a god. I, I don't see god. how you can go outside yeah. uh, nine and a half weeks and you're called yeah. a god. That's true. Like, That's very true. Actually, come on yeah. now. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So, uh, also, uh, yeah. I read that Robert Downey Jr. put on ten pounds of muscle uh, for Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Give it that little. I think I I didn't really notice that at first, but now hearing that, you can say that he hmm. he definitely buffed out a little bit between the two films. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, also, uh, fun fact mm-hmm. was that Mickey Rourke is, I don't know if you've heard this, mm-hmm. two things. Yeah. One, he's crazy. He is crazy. I know and that. two, he's very method. Yeah, I do. I have read about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He went to a Russian prison, mm-hmm. which I can't imagine yeah, it's is, gotta, a, is a good thing. It's got to be a, a rough establishment. And he did that to prepare for the role. Mm-hmm. He spent two weeks in a Russian prison. That's crazy. Just because. Yeah, like, how do you do that? Just to get into Ivan. Just like, all right. Just <laughs> strutting around in the shower. Just talking Russian <laughs> to all these guys, trying to find out what, what makes them tick. Oh, you know? All man. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's... uh. How would that even work? Like, would you have extra security around you, or were you just in general? You're Mickey just in Rourke general, would. just general population. I'm good. I see you in two weeks. You know? <laughs> okay. His agents probably are like he's gonna fucking die. Uh, yeah. If if Mickey Rourke comes back, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he's in. Yeah, he's in the film. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine that? Favreau's like, where is Mickey? He's in a Russian prison, Siberia. What the fuck is he doing there? <laughs> He's getting really into the role. Get he in. can't get into the role in L.A. <laughs> it's safer. Yeah. Uh. Uh, also, Iron Man 2 was the first time that Black Widow was introduced mm-hmm. uh, into the MCU. Right, right. And that boxing scene. And, well, she she yeah. goes undercover mm-hmm. as uh, an assistant for right. Stark Industries, right. right? Yeah. And then we find out later who she really, she really is. Yeah. Uh, but... So one of the things that uh, I read up was that uh, Scarlett Johansson, she actually dyed her hair red. Like mm-hmm. she wanted the role, mm-hmm. but originally they had Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. and uh, she was actually even cast. Really, she was set to star. Mm. So Emily Blunt would have been Black Widow throughout yeah. the entire MCU, but mm. she couldn't get out of scheduling conflicts with the movie Gulliver's Travel Travels. Oh. I can't even say that word. Gulliver's Travels. Cinematic treasure. <laughs> but can you imagine yeah. missing out yeah. on being Black Widow yeah. because of Gulliver... Why can't I say Gulliver's that Travels. Gulliver's Travels. That must have been a real payday. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that would be... Yeah, just imagine that, eh? Regretting that decision yeah. every day of your life. You're just sitting there going, I was oh, Black I, Widow. I can't get out of this. But then I had to go... <laughs> Isn't was that it? Jack Black? Is that Gulliver? Gull- I think that's. I think that. I think that was right. I'm gonna look that up. Didn't he, um, did he shrink down or is he a giant? Is no, he's, a giant. Or I think he's. I think he's, I think he's down? big. I but even, I. I don't even know what that's about. To be honest with you. Gull- well, it's, I think it's based on a on a book. Probably. Oh, I was right. Gulliver. Gulliver's. I can't. Gulliver's. I can't say that word. That word's too much for you. Just I have go. to break it down. G travels. Gulliver's. Yeah. yeah. Travels. Yeah. I was right. Jack Black, 2010, Emily Blunt. So she couldn't get out of that movie. What's the synopsis on that? What's the travel writer? Yeah. Lemuel Gulliver. Gotcha. Takes an assignment in Bermuda where Mm -hmm. he ends up on the island of Lilliput. Gotcha. Where he towers over its tiny citizens. Oh, that's a winner. It is. Yeah, that's a famous book. That's a winner. That is a famous book. And it's Uh, a winner. Must have done well in the box office. That movie did not make. No, it, it. bombed in the box office yeah. and so emily blunt missed out on being black widow yeah because to be in that movie with jack black uh natalie portman was also considered for that role but then mm-hmm. she ended up in the mcu anyway yeah. yeah as uh in thor yeah thor's and squeeze hello yeah 
And then she's now going to be coming back in uh, Thor, uh, God of Love and Thunder, the, mm-hmm. the next Thor Whatever movie, the new Thor yeah, movie is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone could really argue Jane that, Foster, that, was that, um, that uh, Scarlett Johansson just nailed the Black Widow role, you know? Yeah. I've got the new one coming out. That should have come out last year. Yeah, because of the now. pandemic, it was yeah. supposed to be in theaters uh, last uh, early last year, mm-hmm. and then they delayed, delayed because of the pandemic, and then finally it's going to go to probably rent to uh, Disney Plus, right? Is my guess. They keep saying it's going to theaters, but I don't know. They're going it's to not theaters. Go to theaters. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no one's going to theaters. You're going to go on Disney Plus and rent it for thirty goddamn dollars. That's what you're going right. to do. That's what you're going to do. Exactly. And you're going to be happy. <laughs> you're going to take it. I do want to see it. I was wondering though, on Bell. Yeah. And then on Bell's listening to this, I don't care. If I'm on Bell. Yeah. And I rent it, can't I just hit record on my PVR? No. Oh, that'd be too much. No, you can't record uh, pay per view. Yeah, they've thought around that, eh? I used to have Bell. Yeah. I tried that. Yeah, you tried it. I was like, <laughs> why don't I just hit record while it's on my? It's going through my PVR. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. All right. No. I guess that would be that simple. Now we mentioned earlier, Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Uh, was the villain. Mm-hmm. And he was actually one of the actors considered before Robert Downey Jr. to to be Tony Stark. And I can actually see that. I wonder if they're basing that on, remember he was the bad guy in Charlie's Angels? Yeah, yeah. He was also the bad guy in Maid. That's where he had the connection with Favreau. And I I really liked Maid. I thought Maid was a great movie. Um, Gotcha. He would pull off the the billionaire asshole. I think he could, yeah. 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 Like he pulls it off. I love Sam Rockwell. I think he's a great actor. I'm glad they yeah. worked him in yeah. in this way. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. yeah, he could I, pull it off. If you go Tom Cruise versus Sam Rockwell on the on the personality and the billionaire yeah. playboy, Rockwell can nail it for sure. Yeah, probably I'm, just as well as Robert Downey, in my opinion. Yeah, but he also played. Is it Max Power? Is that who he played in the second movie? I think it was oh, Max I'd have Power. To look that up. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it was someone like that i'm not 100 percent sure oh, but look it up um i really like his character and 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 the way he was competing with with Stark. justin hammer justin hammer what that did i is, say you said max power that's pretty close which i <laughs> yeah bang on max power very, justin hammer very similar same thing yeah. anyways um he uh i liked how he was competing with uh with stark industries but everything he competed with was garbage yeah at the very beginning when yeah, they were yeah, showing yeah. everything it's just it's really funny so but uh, yeah, he was he was yeah he was not your typical villain, right? Yeah. Like and yeah, he brought on Whiplash to be the villain, but really he was the villain. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. So I liked mm-hmm. Iron Man two a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell, uh, the original choice mm-hmm. was Al Pacino. Yeah, that I heard. I read that too. I was like, mm, uh, nah, no. nah, nah. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't Al have. Pacino would have been okay, but not nah. not as good as Sam Rockwell. I almost mm-hmm. feel like that the dynamic that the hero villain had in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. They needed to be similar in age and mm-hmm. similar in stature. Mm-hmm. Like I think Al Pacino, it just would have been weird. He's mm-hmm. he was too old. I just for the dynamic that that played out between Sam Rockwell and and um Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. It just to me that worked. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it would have worked with somebody much older. Yeah. Where did I get Max Power? That's something. I think that's from The Simpsons. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Anyways. All right. I was pretty close, though. Justin Hammer. Hey, Max Power, Justin Hammer. 
pretty close. Pretty close. Actually, it sounds do like a, sequel. a wicked uh, 70s... Yeah. Ha- uh, Hammer and Power. Yeah, cop show. Yeah. yeah. They're both PIs. Yeah. Yeah, Hammer and Power. Hammer and Power. <laughs> we probably have some other way more adult jokes we can make right there. Probably we're, really We're going to hold that back. Oh, it's tough to hold that back, though. Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, move on. Uh, last sort of yeah. point that I... Uh, or really cool fact anyway. Oh, we're still in Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2. Yeah. Uh, last really cool point was mm-hmm. after everything came out with uh, when they when they, MCU was able to bring back Spider-Man and we got uh, Tom Holland in Civil War. Best Spider-Man. Um, he, uh, you're, sorry, him. you mean Tom Holland Tom being, Holland being Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, agreed. That, uh, and yeah, the home homecoming... Um, far from home, and now the the third one that's coming out this Christmas, which is um, yeah. What's the name of that one? I can't remember now off the top of my head. <sighs> I should remember. I that. know they just announced the title like a month ago. Yeah. Okay. So homecoming, mm-hmm. uh, far from home was the last one, and this one is no way home. Sorry, Max Power returns. No, <laughs> Max Power's not <laughs> in it. Uh, no way home. I'm, I'm almost positive. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Tom Holland. Uh, said in interviews because there was these rumors mm-hmm. that at the end of Iron Man Two, they're outside Stark Expo, mm-hmm. and there's a little kid in an Iron Man helmet. Right. Uh, so Tom Holland confirmed that through the writers that that was always intended to be that was Peter Parker. Hmm. Very uh, cool. So that Very cool. that connection comes back later once mm-hmm. Spider Man is introduced back into the MCU. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. That was a rumor, and then they kind of confirmed it i don't mm-hmm. i still don't know if that's like true true but mm-hmm. i love if it is i love that that random little kid it turns out to be peter parker right. and that was his first memory of the man who would be his uh mentor yeah i, I love that easter eggs a cool easter egg. we love and easter marvel eggs. does easter eggs like nobody oh does yeah easter yeah eggs. they nail it yeah, yeah they literally go back in time and then they invented the easter yeah. egg oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, i even but, remember yeah, getting yeah. remember we got the steelbook dvds for the first iron man movie yeah and i remember finding out that there are easter eggs in the menus okay that you can google that and you can find that you enter certain buttons or click you know how in a dvd Sometimes, like they actually evolved instead of it just saying play and scenes. Yeah, there was you more could actually, steps. You could and, actually yeah. move the button and highlight like an object mm-hmm. and click on it and get a bonus scene mm-hmm. and, and or other content mm-hmm. that they Easter egged the somewhere in the menu on the DVDs hmm. for Iron Man. Oh, anyway, that. Uh, I okay. do remember the Steelbook. I have it. It's amazing. Anything else on? Like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man two that's floating your boat. No, I just I, I did enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one, but I did enjoy it. I'm just trying. I mean, again, it's it comes right back to, in my opinion, great casting. You know, Rockwell to, to Mickey Rourke, and then uh, obviously the introduction of Cheeto. You know, yeah, as um, um, yeah, a War Machine, War Machine, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then even um, Gary Shandling as the, oh. as the senator. May he rest in peace. Yeah, may he rest in peace. I mean, he was great. You yeah, know? he was so sarcastic, so sarcastic yeah. and stuff. So no, it's it's. I love it's, Gary. Yeah, Shandling. it's great. I mean, we can move on to the third one, which again, actually, too, yeah, I think yeah. it was the first time they introduced John Slat- Slatterty. Uh, 
Slattery mm. from Mad Men mm. playing Howard Stark. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, that was cool too. Yeah, because yeah. then, yeah. then he comes back. Yeah, as Howard Stark in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One of the coolest parts of Endgame too. So again, yeah. we're just going to be talking about the Iron Man films and Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. So we're not going to get into. Uh, the whole MCU and Avengers and everything, mm. but we still want to talk about Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. And John Favreau did direct Iron Man 2. It killed at the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was absolutely nuts. And mm-hmm. then in 2013, we got Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. It absolutely, like, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like Iron Man 2 better. And of course, Iron Man 1 is my favorite. Right. And Favreau did not direct this one. He did not. He actually he there was because... there was so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Like he still produced it. He still mm-hmm. played Happy Hogan mm-hmm. in Iron Man Three. Yeah, but he just like I gotta give the reins on the directing part. Yeah, and uh, it was just there was just so much. Um, I thought there was some creative differences too with with th- yeah. I thought I read that somewhere, but again, that's all hearsay. That yeah, was yeah. with because at that point. Uh, Disney got involved, mm-hmm. and I I think that that's where the God, Disney. <laughs> yeah, but look at God what we're getting. Damn Disney ruins everything. Look what we're getting because of Disney. Wow. Well, like, yeah, I guess so. So yeah. now Disney buying uh, Marvel at the time seemed weird, just like them buying Star Wars seemed weird. But look at mm-hmm. the content that we're getting on Disney Plus. <laughs> they bought Marvel and they bought Pixar and they bought Star you Wars. Can't beat them. Yeah. Buy them. And then they bought Hawaii and turned it into a theme park. And then <laughs> <laughs> that last one's off factual. Uh, okay. So Iron Man 3, 2013, and Favreau did not, is the first movie in the Iron Man franchise not directed by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. It was actually directed by a guy named Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know, like, how much do you know about Shane Black? Uh, similar to Max Power. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So zero. Uh, he doesn't direct it a lot, but the mm-hmm. tie-in there was that he actually directed his first ever uh, directed film was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, there you so go. So there was this connection connection with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I love about uh, Shane Black's career mm-hmm. was he actually first started out as an actor. Okay. And he was in the first Predator movie. All right. So he was one of the soldiers with Jesse the Body Ventura and Arnold and Carl Weathers. Okay, cool. Um, cool. And gets killed. Yeah. But oh. has some lines. He they was, all get killed. Yeah, they all get Except for Arnold. Uh, and what's the cool part is, is mm-hmm. that the latest Predator film in 2018, he mm-hmm. directed it. Oh, yeah? So to actually be an actor in the first one and then direct hmm. an, uh, a Predator That's film. That's super cool. It's cool. I yeah. actually, I enjoyed that Predator. I thought it was good. I actually liked it too. Yeah, I thought it was uh, good. I'm not yeah. a massive. I know there's massive fans. I don't want to get off topic. Yeah, massive fans for the Alien versus Predator franchise. Nah, I'm not one of them. Nah, nah, I nah. like the old school Predator, mm-hmm. not the Danny Glover sequel. That one nah, can go straight to hell. Yeah, the that's hot garbage. The one was decent. the The Topher Grace one was okay. It was okay. But this, but this the recent last one, one I thought was good. good. I liked all yeah. the, the cast of characters and everybody. Anyways, don't go so, off topic. But. Uh, Shane Black directed maybe, I think he's got like five or six directorial credits. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, I said he acted in Predator. But mm-hmm. after he acted in Predator, he actually became a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to give you the list of screenplays written by Shane Black. Okay. And you are going to piss yourself with joy. 
This guy's written right. some wicked, wicked films. Okay. He wrote the screenplay for Lethal Weapon. Sold. Monster Squad. Nice. I love that Who movie. Who doesn't? Wolfman's yeah. Got Nards. Yeah. Lethal Weapon 2. Mm-hmm. The Last Boy Scout. Oh, I was just watching that a few weeks ago. Were you? Yeah. I got to rewatch I got it saved on my PBR. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> so good. Uh, Lethal Weapon 3. Uh-huh. Okay, he takes a bit of a dip with this one. Yeah. The Last Action Hero. Uh, yeah, That's, it, that yeah. one's pretty bad. Took it in the face on that one. Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, uh, Samuel Jackson yep. and uh, Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Good movie. And then Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, okay. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He wrote mm-hmm. the screenplay for Iron Man 3. Cool. Uh, so yep. they brought him in. I think Justin Thoreau mm-hmm. wrote the second one. Yeah, I read that somewhere too. It yeah. was because yeah. of Tropic yeah. Thunder. Mm-hmm. Like they had all done Tropic Thunder together mm-hmm. and Justin Thoreau wrote that mm-hmm. and Robert Downey Jr. Su- suggested to Favreau uh, mm-hmm. to bring him on as the writer. Oh my God, we are not even talking about about Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder where he literally <laughs> stole, the whole, stole the whole movie, but we don't have to go there. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so uh, Shane Black, he also directed uh, The Nice Guys. I really like that movie. That's a good movie. That's a super underrated movie. And then wrote and directed that Predator film. But so, yeah, I always like the guys. Like, he's that's an insane list of screenwriting credits. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then wrote and directed Iron Man 3. It's the first Iron Man movie to gross a billion. Yeah. And it was the second Marvel movie to do so because Avengers actually came out the year before Mm. Iron Man 3. Because by the time Avengers rolled out, we already had an introductory film from all the major we had a hulk film we had an mm-hmm. iron man uh the first captain america and the first thor movie right so i basically that was the benchmark after avengers is now every mcu film is going to do a billion dollars yeah we're hitting the billion dollar mark here so. and uh, iron man 3 has that mm-hmm. i don't know why i don't like iron man as much three like number three, three i mean i don't know what it you know is what it is for it? me you know, I the don't know. Ben Kingsley thing. The Ben Kingsley playing the uh, I, whatever his what was his yeah I gotta look that what up. was his role? But he, he played was a in. fake fake terrorist. Yeah, fake terrorist. And I love Ben Kingsley. I mean, he's uh, Trevor Trevor Slattery. Oh, they actually kind of they named that character after John Slattery, hmm. who plays Howard Stark, hmm. the actor. But he had a fake. He had a fake name. Yeah, there was a name um, that he that he I was going look by. That up now. Yeah, they didn't put that in the uh, the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Sorry. That's right. And he was taking yeah. over the TV. But that was all. Was, that was all fake. He ended yeah, up being. It's all fake, and it's yeah. yeah. I actually would have preferred Ben Kingsley being a psychopathic. Yeah. Ba- uh, bad guy terrorist. Yeah, Guy Pierce was the the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Which I like Guy Pierce, and I like Ben Kingsley. I just didn't like all the yin and the yang of all that together. I guess you're right. I didn't like that. You yeah, know? So, it just didn't. I don't know. I and I also thought it was too over the top special effects. And isn't this the one where they introduced all the suits? Oh, my God. At, at the, the end, end. And there yeah. was like 39 different Iron Man suits flying around. And, and he crap. was controlling them all remotely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just like, yeah, it's all right. I, to me, like, I like Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. in mm-hmm. one suit. Yeah. It could be a new suit. It could be... A, a different you sure. give me 30 different suits that yeah, he's, he's wearing but don't give me 39 yeah i don't need a whole remote load control of, yeah mark one mark two mark six mark 11 yeah you know? but he's not in them he's not in them. That's they're just flying around yeah and yeah. not no 
I'm with you on that. Absolutely. I just thought that was that was a little like it's overkill, right? Like, yeah. okay, you got a bigger fucking budget. We get it. You know, <laughs> look at all. Look these, at all though. Look at all these, at all these Mark One Iron, Iron Man's flying around. Look at this. You know, we I'm, got it. We got it. I'm trying to think of other cool stuff about Iron Man Three. Like, I I don't know. I just for- wasn't there a storyline around the kid? Wasn't the kid supposed to be somebody? Wasn't he the? Oh, the so when he gets yeah. sort of shot out of the air yeah and he ends up hanging out with like which the kid was pretty funny actually i like the kid i think this is the 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 rumor after Mm -hmm. endgame at tony stark's funeral right there's just this rant like they're going through all the characters uh showing everybody who attended his funeral and there's Mm -hmm. a random teenager right at the end uh once they scan through all the faces and nobody like who is that everyone else you recognize right that was what i was thinking yeah yeah uh, so that didn't make a ton of sense, and then the rumor was after was that that was the kid now mm-hmm. or like either late teens or early twenties mm-hmm. from Iron Man three right. that uh, who was into uh, robotics like the stuff that it was a smart kid who was helping him in his dad's yeah. garage yeah yeah so maybe he'll be the next Iron Man they actually are. S- I don't he's know like if into he's, that kind of stuff, right? I don't know so. if he'll be the next Iron Man, but there is the rumor that in the next, in Phase Four, mm-hmm. we're that kid will have his own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Max Power. Ma- and his name yeah. will be Max Power. It's got a good <laughs> ring to it, and he screams it when he he looks like Max Power. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like he could be a Max. He could pull it off. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You have a big black suit with a big lightning bolt on it wait that's shazam no that's shazam (laughs) another movie i really enjoyed i'm glad they're making another one yeah anyways okay that's off topic yeah it's isn't that that's dc dc is black and shazam and shazam yeah Yeah, they're both dc yeah although i do yeah we should uh since you brought it up i do like shazam shazam was great yeah i thought it was super a lot of people gave uh zach levy uh, a huge or levi sorry exactly levi 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 Levi, a a rough time really and i i loved him in it yeah i thought he was i thought he nailed it it was really funny really well just enjoyable i think but anyways yeah yeah, so um yeah so yeah yeah i mean again i'm with you on that i mean i go in order one two and three Uh, you go the same way i think so if we're gonna rank iron man films Mm -hmm. uh it's one two three i just i just i felt the third one again like i said i thought it was just overkill i didn't like you're right i didn't like the villain as much and yeah i just i just didn't enjoy it as much i thought it was too over the top in my own opinion but and you know, now, which is hard to say about a superhero movie. Of course, it's gonna be over the top. But yeah, you know. I mean, I we it actually be a really fun debate to be like, how would you rank all the MCU films, mm-hmm. and where would these three films fall? And I would mm-hmm. say that Iron Man one w- is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Iron then, Man's still my favorite, and then like two through five would be tough for me. Yeah, like Endgame would be in there, but I don't know if I preferred 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 preferred. Prefer- Preferred. I don't know if I prefer uh, Civil War over um, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. I, both to me are great. I um, love the first Captain America movie too. I am uh, not going to put a Hulk in there. That's for sure. No. Um, so yeah, it's it would be tough to do Thor, two. Ragnarok. Ragnarok's so up there. Good. I really enjoyed Ragnarok, so that would have to be in the top five. It's really more than tough. Likely. Really tough. But it'd be hard to really pinpoint. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Age of Ultron. Um, although we need all those movies to tell the story, right? It, so, everything does. Yeah, they move, all interwind. Yeah. Yeah. So we need them all. But yeah, I wasn't a huge Age of Ultron fan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I don't even know. You know, but if you if you really we can easily rank our favorite Iron Man films, but mm-hmm. That's I don't even think I would put Iron Man three in my top ten. No, I don't think I would either. I just I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Like I've watched one Iron Man one. I've watched the most out of any MCU movie by far. Correct. And then number two would probably be Endgame, and then number three would be Iron Man two. I've watched it a ton of times. See, I need you know? to rewatch. I think I would like to watch Iron Man two again. I actually mm-hmm. had the privilege of my son turning a certain age where i was able to introduce him to the mcu Mm -hmm. and i watched them in chronological order and we did it in such a time like when we were watching these unfold in theaters Mm -hmm. over 13 years Mm -hmm. it was you'd have to wait yeah massive gaps a massive gap you'd be Mm -hmm. i mean they were pretty consistent i'd say we got an mcu film um, one a year for a while, and then we're getting at least two. Like when mm-hmm. introducing new characters, like Doctor Strange and whatever, mm-hmm. we're getting two or even three Marvel films a year. Yeah, um, because I think there's twenty three in total or something like that. Yeah, and now it's and, Disney, so there's like thirty one movies every <laughs> year, <laughs> TV series, you know. But being able to rewatch and then being able to go, okay, like I think it was during his summer break, so we were. We were actually watching one every other night or or two or three a week. Mm-hmm. And we were like, I was so into rewatching them and catching all the Easter eggs mm-hmm. and being able to enjoy that thread mm-hmm. uh, between all the films and uh, re- rewatching those. So I did actually get to rewatch Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. when I did that with him, but that was now at least, yeah, that was last year or or even longer ago now Mm -hmm. so i really enjoyed that the first one for me is still Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's i just i guess i just like the storyline of the first one i also don't like that it's too not too over the top Mm -hmm. and i keep saying that because it's hard to say that about a superhero movie but it wasn't beyond over the top it was like the first batman yeah you know you it was it was batman versus joker right it was yeah. two characters it wasn't the it's still the budget was big it was it was more than we've ever seen when batman came out which would have been what 88 87 somewhere in that oh, range the first, yeah, batman? first batman yeah 89 yeah but it was more character driven whereas i feel this the first iron man was very character driven it was really you know toady versus you know abajaya you know <laughs> so you know there you go you know also just yeah. going back to the first film that I actually, what I liked most was the ending. Mm-hmm. That almost every superhero film in the history of time, you keep your secret identity a secret. Mm-hmm. And he he called that press conference. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to stand up to, or I'm not going to put up with bullies. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting you on notice. And then he yeah. ends it with, by the way, ad-libbed. Yeah. I am Iron Man. Yeah. To end that film with the yeah. press conference. And you're like, this is the exact opposite of, yeah, typical, what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Like once Clark Kent puts on those glasses, nobody can tell who the <laughs> f- he is. It's just nobody By knows. The way, that's total BS. Nobody like, knows. It's like nobody knows. But he takes off those glasses. God damn it! It's Superman. Look at that. It's amazing. <laughs> By the way, I yeah. spend yeah. eight hours a day with him at the Daily Planet. Yeah. Never. You and, never take your glasses off just to rub your nose or something? Yeah. It's like, no. But you, you wouldn't know? notice that the facial notice. features yeah, and the look. height and the build yeah. are exactly the same. And you're wearing rubber boots. <laughs> Red rubber boots. You forgot to put on your work shoes. 
Anyways, yeah. Uh, but, but again, yeah. no, it was. I think it was very character driven, and the storyline didn't wasn't. And again, I say that, but the storyline also wasn't just the you know Tony against his nemesis. It it gave a storyline, and then yeah. you realized that there was a nemesis that you didn't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's. I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I just there enjoyed was the a movie. twist because yeah. uh, Ob- Obadiah. Yeah, was his friend and yeah, was yeah. actually running Stark Industries right. uh, for a lot of it. So mm-hmm. to have him sort of be the twist that he was right. the bad guy, yeah, was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to come up again. I read, like he wasn't supposed to die. He was supposed oh, to okay. come up later in the series, but didn't go that way. I guess mm-hmm. obviously. So yeah, there you go. Great movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the perfect choice. He mm-hmm. is Tony Stark. He is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. This podcast was dedicated to that fact that this was a massive gamble mm-hmm. uh, by Marvel Studios at the time, which clearly paid off. And Robert Downey Jr., to his hard work and sobriety mm-hmm. and and talent, mm-hmm. uh, really was able to turn iron man into like come 100 percent turning his life around absolutely and now he's the mayor of downytown hey we almost we almost went this entire podcast and oh, forgot talking to bring about downytown downytown if you've ever watched a k-dog and fish live show yeah uh, at one point what was that ref i can't even remember the i don't reference even remember we were now. doing it it was something about being the mayor of downytown Matt, mayor of downytown just outside <laughs> in, in wisconsin where Robert Downey oh, Jr. He, the whole town. he owns the whole yeah, town, yeah, and yeah. it's only filled with franchise restaurants <laughs> and companies that he owns and likes. And every single person there works for Robert Downey Jr. So there's like a Hardee's, uh, and there's a Pier One Imports. You know, oh, he likes that. He likes that stuff. He's yeah. not a Starbucks guy. He likes a Dunkin's. So he's got Dunkin's nice Dunkin' Donuts on the corner. Nice. You know, he's a, he likes the beef and cheddars. So you got a nice Arby's there. Yeah. But that's it. Like nothing else there. But. Places that he likes to shop. And he's the mayor. And he's the mayor. And the place is called... Downeytown. Downeytown. Yeah, it's a good place. Go Absolutely check it out. Absolutely love it. I can't believe we we went a full hour and almost did not bring up Downeytown. Yeah. Our fans would be mad. They would be. It, they'd, they'd actually like, leave about? us messages going, hey, I just listened to the Iron Man podcast. Yeah. You guys didn't mention Downeytown. Not even once. <laughs> you guys are slipping. So speaking yeah. of which, make sure that you follow uh, at Kdong and Fish on everything Twitter uh, Instagram, Facebook, every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, we do an Instagram live show called Four O'clock Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Our latest uh, YouTube show is coming up, mm-hmm. uh, or by the time you're listening to this, it's out there where we do our Emerald City Comic Con Lottery Day haul. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're subbing uh, to us on uh, YouTube as well. Everything you need Funko related, you can shop mm-hmm. online at kdogandfish.com, mm-hmm. including merch. Yeah, lots of merch. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't wait to do another podcast again soon. You can nail one next week. Check this yeah. uh, podcast out. It's available on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. There you go, SoundCloud. Uh, and our website, kdogandfish.com. Until next time, I'm Fish. K-Dog. We'll see you again soon. See you. See you.